Welcome to the Jordan and Kristen Rickard Show. The world is falling apart, but you don't have to. Join Jordan and Kristen as they discuss the challenges that face us in our decaying world every day. God has a plan for you to have victory and to be a light in the darkness. As the Bible says, those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the heavens, and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. Now, here's Jordan and Kristen. Ah, we're on. All right. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Jordan and Kristen Pray for You. Kristen, you're looking absolutely gorgeous tonight, as usual. What else is new? And you are looking absolutely handsome tonight, as usual. And I got my old man sweater on right now. I feel like I'm like 55 years old for some reason. <laughs> no, it is not an old man sweater. You definitely sitting on a couch somewhere watching Columbo or something. No, it's a cozy sweater. It's like by the fire and you're like drinking some hot cocoa kind of sweater. Okay, we'll go with that <laughs> one. I have the wrong glasses yeah. on. That's part of the problem. The Robert Goulet sweater. <laughs> All right, guys. So um, I hope you had a nice weekend and I hope you're going to have a great week and a great Thanksgiving when it comes. I want to talk today about the title of tonight's message, which is a good idea is not necessarily a God idea. and I actually thought about naming this message, Don't Birth an Ishmael, although I was worried that a lot of people wouldn't know what that meant. And and here's basically what it means. In the Old Testament, many of you might be familiar with the story of Abraham and Sarah. And God came to them when they were both very old, some say in their 80s or 90s. And God said that he was going to give them a son, which they thought was just ridiculous because after all, they're well past childbearing years. And in fact, God said, not just a son, but your descendants are going to be as numerous as the stars in heaven. Well, this to them in the natural looked impossible. And if you know the story, you know, nevertheless, God gave them a son called Isaac. And then Isaac begat Jacob and, uh, you know, the whole people of Israel and all of that. And in fact, God would eventually even call himself to the other Israelites, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And so God fulfilled his promise to Abraham to give him a son, even though his wife was way too old for it. Okay. Here's the part of the story that gets left out, probably because we don't like talking about things like this in Sunday school and in church. But between the point where God said, I'm going to give you a son, and the fact and they actually and God actually did give them a son called Isaac, they got tired of waiting and they became very impatient. And they thought, well, you know, God promised us a son, but obviously this isn't going to happen with Sarah because Sarah's too old. So Sarah came up with the idea. Abraham, why don't you do this? Why don't you sleep with my maidservant who's much younger and she'll give you a son and that'll be the fulfillment of God's promise. And so that's what Abraham did. Abraham uh, slept with with, uh, Sarah's maidservant and they had a son named uh, Ishmael. And for some reason, Sarah turned out to be really upset about this, which is sort of its own lesson, which is guys, when a woman, when you have to ask permission of a woman and she says, go ahead, that's not permission. That's like a dare. Okay, so I understand that by the standards of the day that that was kind of more acceptable, but I don't know that it would have been like less of a problem for your wife. And certainly in this example, uh, the the story is that Sarah got obviously very mad and very jealous of uh, of this other woman and of the child as 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 is predictable. That child's name was Ishmael. And if you know anything about the history of Ishmael, Ishmael eventually is sort of kicked out of the family. And his tribe and his descendants basically become the antagonists 
of the Israeli tribe and the Israeli descendants, even, even to this day, some people say. So the point is simply this, what they thought was a good idea, because in the natural, Sarah was not going to have children, right? What they thought was a good idea actually turned out to be a really dramatically very bad idea, okay? And it was against what God had intended for them. If if God had simply wanted them, wanted Abraham to sleep with a much younger woman, well, first of all, he could have said that. And secondly, that wouldn't be much of a miracle. God doesn't get the glory out of that situation. God gets the glory out of the miracle, out of the waiting on him and believing in him, okay? This has application to all of our lives. I was in a very uh, similar situation, not, not similar in that I was sleeping. <laughs> Good Lord. Not that similar. What I, what I simply mean is prior to meeting Kristen, I had a lot of other opportunities to date women, okay? And thank God that I didn't because even though I was getting older and older and, and approaching my 40th birthday and starting to wonder what was going to happen, um, and, and you get more and more desperate and you have worse and worse ideas, thank, thankfully I didn't act on any of them. Uh, but if I had, I wouldn't be in the situation I'm in today. And, and that's with this you know, once in a, a billion woman who I get to call my fiance. All right. A lot of times I hear in business, people have ideas, you know, maybe they have a job and, and, and they're dissatisfied with their job and in the flesh, they want a new job and some opportunity comes along and they think, well, that must be it. Cause I don't like this job here. And here comes other opportunity. That must be what God has for me. Not necessarily guys really, or I've seen so many people in ministry. I know Kristen, you've seen this too, where they're in one area of ministry and all of a sudden they feel like, oh, well, God's calling me to, you know, Colorado or some other some other place. I just use Colorado because I remember someone doing this and uh, or, or you know, God's calling me to sow seed into this or invest in that. And I'm thinking like, I, I don't know. This is such a great idea. And what do you think happens? It wasn't God ordained. They go and they follow this rabbit trail. OK, and they fall flat on their face. and They say, God, what, what happened? And what's happening a lot of times is they have this sort of fleshly desire of their own to do something, okay? They're looking for anything that's going to confirm their own bias. You know, any kind of, they're looking for anything as a sign. Oh, look at this door that just opened. I had this desire yesterday, now this door opens. And they run through the first door that opens, okay? And it turns out to be a disaster. Well, I got news for you. The enemy can open up doors too. And you can open up doors that God didn't want to open in the first place. That's why Kristen and I oftentimes pray that God will open up the doors for us and keep shut the ones that aren't supposed to be open because you can waste a lot of time and you can miss your destiny too, running through the wrong doors. That's why it's so critical whenever you have a major decision, okay, even if you think it's for God's glory, even if you think it's something that you would, he would want you to do, even if you think it's going to save souls, even if you think it's going to advance your career, even if there's nothing necessarily sinful about it, even if you're in your own mind, everything's right about it, you still need to go to God in it. And this goes to what I was talking about just the other day about laying everything down at God's feet. You got this idea. You like it. You think it's great. You think it's going to serve the kingdom, whatever. Okay, fine. You still have to lay it down on God's feet and say, God, I have this idea. It looks like this door is open, but I'm giving it to you. If this is not the door you want me to go through, shut it. And I'll rest in faith. I won't make a panic move. Okay, maybe it looks like my job is, is going to start downsizing. But you know what? I'm going to rest in faith. I know that if this if this isn't what you have for me, you got something better. Maybe you're you know advancing in years and you, you haven't met your life partner yet. God, you know what? I'm not going to make a panic move. Whatever you have for me, if that means giving up this opportunity, 
you know, I, it seems right to me, but I lay it at your feet. I totally submit to your will. Okay. Whatever it is, you have to keep laying it at God's feet. All right. Just because it is a good idea does not mean it is a God idea. And I have to tell you, there's an old saying, it's not in the Bible, but Kristen, I think I've said this to you before. There's a saying that I'm very fond of that the road to hell is paved with good intentions. All right. It doesn't mean you're literally going to go to hell if you don't, you know, if you take some job you're not supposed to, but it does mean you're going to cause yourself problems. It does mean you're going to miss opportunities. It does mean you're going to get off track. All right. Now, if that's happened to you, bring that to God and see if he can't get you back on track. Okay. If you've married the wrong person, well, you know, you got to bring that to God and and he's got to work it out and make that the right person. Okay. But the point is simply this guys, an ounce of prevention is worth more than a pound of the cure. And just because you have a good idea that one that's exciting, one you think you've been waiting for, you think there's a sign, someone else brought it to your attention, guys, it doesn't mean it's necessarily, it's a God idea. So every time you have that, yes, it's nice to be excited and everything, but you still have to bring it to God in prayer, get on your knees, get on your face, say, God, I have this, but I still need to know if this is right. Because as the Bible says, the steps of the righteous person are ordered by the Lord. And if you do that, I promise you, you're going to find you're making much better decisions. You're not going to get off course. And you're going to see that what God has for you is even greater than what was behind the doors that you didn't walk through. That's my message for you tonight. So good. So good. So thank good. you. I, I love it. And you know, it's, I have always, that's like been a life theme for me. I've loved that, that story of, of Abraham and Sarah, because, um, you know, we look at it and we sort of in the natural almost laugh at it. And I think from a woman's perspective, we laugh at it like, huh, what, what woman would, would tell her husband to go, you know, sleep with someone else and all this stuff. And okay, yeah, that may not be your situation, but there's a lot of times that we tend to take something because we're so desperate that we think this is the right path. And instead of, like you say, laying it at God's feet. And, um, you know, it's so true about not settling, not settling in life, not settling for good when God has the best, you know, good is the enemy of best. And, I, I, I too, you know, just, I had that journey of, of feeling like before I met you in that respect, okay, God, I guess I'll just settle. I guess, you know, say, and it's like, that is not where God wants you. God wants you not to make those panic moves and whatever that is that, like you said, can be relationships. It can be other things too. So it's not just panic moves, which is one thing. I mean, I use that example, but there are also plenty of times And I've seen this where someone in ministry, they think, oh, you know, maybe I should start doing this or someone who has a good, stable job. You know, you know, I I was thinking maybe I'd like a new job. And now this one over here pays more. and It's in a better location. That's not a panic move. That's a hey, that's everything I think I want move. Yeah. Okay. They're not panicking. That's just it's like that's just feeding, um, feeding their desires. And maybe that's what God has for you. But maybe it's not. And so my point is simply. Yes, don't make a panic move, but don't really make any move without bringing it to God. Because just because it seems in the natural like a good idea doesn't mean it necessarily. Mm. Maybe it is a good idea, but maybe God. Maybe it's not the idea that God has for you. That's my point. That's very true. Very true. Because, and you know, it's not just a feeling; it's the Holy Spirit. When you have that check in your spirit, they say everything can be rationally right, but if you don't, it doesn't feel right. It's not just 
oh, I'm emotional about this. It's that's the Holy Spirit right. telling you, wait, slow down, pray about this. You know, so that it, it, like you say, everything can be rationally right. And I think that story of, of Abraham and Sarah, there's so many lessons. Right. I mean, you look at Abraham's point of view and he was like, it's sort of like the, you know, it's the same thing of the fall of man. You know, everybody wants to blame one or the other. Well, the guy had to go along with it. Same in this instance, Abraham was not doing his role of spiritual leadership. Yes, Sarah was wrong, of course. But he should have said, no, I'm not going to do that. But instead he was like, oh, that sounds like a good idea. So um, they're both at, at the problem there. And so the other lesson from that is when someone is trying to peer pressure you into that kind of decision, you've got to stay laser focused at what God is showing you. Well, you know, you know, another example of it, which maybe is even maybe not more on point, but it kind of shows the opposite side of the story is the story of Gideon, where he's got to go fight his enemies and so he he puts together a 30,000 person army. And then God, if you know the story, eventually cuts it down, I think, to 3,000 and then eventually to 300 people. Now, in the natural, that is a really, really bad idea, right? I think he had to face 120,000 people. I think, I think the original army was four times larger than his. So it is not a good idea normally to reduce your manpower from 30,000 to, to 300, okay? But that was the idea God had because God wanted to get the glory out of it. So, you know, it, it, it's again, just because something seems right in the natural doesn't mean it is. Just because something seems wrong in the natural uh, doesn't mean it is too. The issue is simply moving from sort of a life lived in the natural to a life lived in the supernatural. That's right. That is right. Yes, 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 yes. All right, babe. Can you lead us in prayer, please? Yes. Thank you, Lord that you love us so much that you want to show us your perfect plan, that you have a perfect plan of peace for us. No matter where we are on life's journey, God, we've all experienced things, no matter what the intensity of those things are, we've all at one point or another, again, the consequences on that scale may be small to very large, but we've all chosen the good idea instead of the God idea at one point in our lives. We've all birthed an Ishmael at one point in our lives. But God, you've you've taken those instances and you've turned them around for your glory and you've and you've used them as the stepping stones in into what you wa- want us to have. But God, we know that from this point forward, God, you want us to to grow in spiritual maturity and hear your voice. And I believe that there are many, many times that you've actually blocked when we, when we, when we knocked on doors and we, they just wouldn't open and we got angry at you, God. We, we repent of that because that was your way of blocking. You loved us enough, enough not to open certain doors. You knew what was on the other side of that door, even though to us it seemed like paradise. God, we honor you. We praise you. We know that you know which doors we're supposed to walk through. We know that you know the plans you have for us to prosper us and not to harm us and to give us a hope in the future that you have for us. God, help us to walk on your path. Help us to hear your promises and hear your voice. And Lord, help us in the waiting season. Help us to reach deep within into your spirit and just grow with you and enjoy every second you have, you've given us, Lord, and to go into the, the perf- perfect will that you have for us. In Jesus' name, amen.
Amen. Great job there, honey. Thank you. All right. So let's get right to our prayer requests. Uh, I'm not sure, Kristen, what the first category is that you've created here. So why don't you just healing? Okay. Why don't you do that one then? And I'll pick up the next one. Okay. Do you want me just to do the names? Yeah. Unless if you want to highlight one or two, it's fine, but whatever you want, then I'll pick up on uh, salvation and financial. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's good. I can just kind of recap. So Lord, we thank you for all these beautiful people. For Miguel, who is whose son is recovering from a motor accident, for Yasmin, whose nephew um, has cancer, Ishak, whose mom has been in the hospital, Taru, who needs healing, um, Babeth and Meth, who also asked for healing, Faye for the bone marrow biopsy, Lonnie for her dad is is sickly. Caro, who needs health, Elvie for his mother, Lord, and, and for Abadex for her baby, Reverend Sudhar, Sudi, um, Alan, who, uh, whose sister is in the ICU, Sia, whose uh, husband is sick, and Oni, who ne- needs healing. In Jesus' name, God, you know each of these people by name and not just by name, you know, their, their DNA, not just their physical DNA, their spiritual DNA. You know them, Lord, you know them, God, you call them by name, you've delivered them, God. And we proclaim your healing, God, your blood was spilled on the cross. Your blood was spilled for each one of these beautiful people, God, and each one of their family members, God, We break the curse of sickness and death. We break it in Jesus' name. And we ask for your blood to to just wash away all of the sickness. In Jesus' name, we claim healing. We claim any any demon of sickness, anything be gone in the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, we claim the healing that is theirs and that that you have given us. In Jesus' name, amen. Wonderful job. All right, I'm going to do um, salvation. So we have three people praying for salvation. Sabina uh, prays that everybody doesn't know God will surrender their lives to Christ. Betty asks for prayer for her family uh, and her to come to Christ. Well, that's on you, Betty. You can come to Christ. And Kanung says, pray, I'm afraid of hell. Let the chosen man let me out. Well, I guess I, should I just do the call to salvation? I mean, what? Yeah, yeah, I mean. All right, we'll uh, just do that right here then. Uh, we'll kind of do a little bit out of order. Yeah. Well, first, I want to pray for the family members of these people. In Jesus' name, we pray that they come to know Christ. But for anybody here, including um, uh, Kanong, who's afraid of going to hell, and Betty as well, uh, it's very simple. The prayer is simply uh, is this. Lord Jesus, and you have to repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. Come into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. I will follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. And that's it. You don't, if you said the call to salvation and you want to make Jesus your Lord, you don't have to be afraid of hell. That's how that is. And so we pray for Betty and Kanung, and we pray that Sabina's family will come to know Christ. Now, as far as financial prayers, there's a lot of these. So Thelma, Paris, Narabaj, Paul, Patricia, Merrill, Barbara, Dunita, Lysel, Newton, Gemma, 
Kamuna, Kathy, Jerry, Blessing, Grace, Veronica, Anina, Onima. You be kidding me. Anina, Onima, Mercia, Charlotte, and Anosa. We're all praying for some sort of financial breakthrough, perhaps a new job or something else like that. So, Father God, we thank you that we do not serve a poor God. We thank you that on the cross you were made poor so we could be made rich and not necessarily rich as in uh, flying around on our own private jets and living on our own island, but to have all of our needs met, to have more than enough so that we can be a blessing to others, so we can give generously. Your word says everything we do will prosper. Your word says that you want us to prosper even as our soul prospers. God, we thank you so much for all of these people. We lay their financial problems at your feet, at the feet of the cross. We pray the blood of Christ over them. We thank you that each of these people, God, that you will raise them up so that they can be a financial blessing to others, so that they don't have to worry anymore about money, but that other people who need money will come to them. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 And before I move on to ministry, I just wanted to address when Kanog said about being afraid to go to hell and let the chosen man let me out. Um, for anyone who who feels the same way, like Jordan said, all you have to do is say that prayer. Um, guess what? Jesus has chosen you. And so there's not one person chosen over the other. He has chosen you before the foundations of the world, before you were born. He's chosen you to be his his son, his daughter. And so all you have to do is accept that, accept that he has chosen you. You are chosen. So just wanted to make that very clear. And um, now for the ministry prayers, um, Helena is uh, praying for Ethiopia. And, and so uh, we will pray for that. Melinda is praying for her business, which is an ambulance service um, to save lives, which is awesome. Uh, Joe Meng has a ministry um, Josalito prays for the world and his family. Um, Solomon wants to work in the ministry. He's from India. Um, and Rabina, uh, from Pakistan works with, uh, the poor and orphans and, uh, orphan children, um, which is wonderful. So in Jesus name, Lord, we thank you for Helena, Melinda, Joming, Josalito, Solomon, and Rabina. Lord, I pray that you pr- put a hedge of protection around them and around their whole families, God. I pray because I know when you work in ministry, the enemy wants to come in and try to divide the family and to divide in any way he can um, to keep you off course and to distract. But God, we pray, we pray for their health and their finances in every way that they would be provided for. We pray for their ministries to flourish and and just totally have influence beyond what they could dream and be able to to feed the hungry and clothe. The, the poor and the sick. And, and, and Lord, we know that in you, um, this is possible. We know that the, all the blessings, God, I just pray for encouragement to rise up. I pray for strength to rise up. And I pray for these nations to rise up. And, and I just pray that, Lord, that dream of every tongue will confess that you are God and every knee shall bow. We just see all the nations falling before you, Lord, as you provide and you love every one of your children. And we pray for an influx to come into the kingdom more than ever before. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I'll do relationships. Uh, Pretty Mitsu wants to get married. Daisy says, save me from my enemies. They hate me. They're jealous of me. I'm divorced. I'm an orphan, yet they hate me so much. KG says, pray for me, my wife, Nancy, that she will be transferred to the town I'm working in and not too far away. Kalinda asks that we pray for her children and financial breakthrough. 
but also that she's been alone for eight years. Pray for God to uh, also get a good God-fearing man for marriage for her. Olabuki prays for breakthrough and to be divinely connected to his life partner. And then Felicia, and this is the only one I'm going to read at length, says she got into, because I'm reading this because it illustrates the point of my sermon. I got into a relationship early this year from a Christian dating group. We've been on good terms, praying for each other and sharing God's word daily when possible. We were to meet this December. So this is someone that hasn't even met that person yet. We were to meet this December and plan for a wedding, God willing. So we're already talking about weddings with somebody we haven't met. On Monday, I texted and he replied. He sounded cold. The next day, I found he had blocked me from all social media networks where we communicated. Please pray for me. I feel so broken. Well, first of all, Felicia, I'm sorry that you feel broken. But I have to tell you, and Kristen, you can disagree with me if you want. I don't feel like you should feel broken. I understand it's tough. I feel like you should feel that God just closed the wrong door for you and saved you from a life of of pain uh, and agony and and being with the wrong person. Uh, Kristen, do you disagree or? No, I totally agree. Of course, absolutely. I mean, it's hard. It's hard to conceptualize that. I know maybe it's not what you want to hear, but maybe it should be what you want to hear because. God doesn't close a door without opening another, and thank God when he does close it. So, Father God, I'm going to pray for all these people. Number one, I pray that they all find the right people. I pray they stay steadfast in their faith, that they don't make any panic moves, that they lay this down at your feet and just let you bring their life partner to them. God, I also pray that the wrong doors get closed, that you only open the right doors up. You make it obvious what the right doors were. When I met Kristen, it was obvious she was the right door. I thank you for Felicia and her life. And I thank you that you closed this wrong door on her, which I know is not what she wants to hear. But God, I think it's what she needs to hear. I thank you that you closed this door because you she's so important to you that you did not want her to miss the better thing that you have for her. And you had to slam this door shut before it went any further. So thank God that you did, Father God. We love you and we honor you and we give you all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Yes, that's right. I know, like Jordan said, Felicia, it might be hard right now because um, I, I I think it's hard no matter if you're a man or a woman, but just from a woman's perspective, it, it might be hard not because you even feel that you even know this person, but you just feel that rejection. But this minor pain that you're feeling right now, um, I, sh- I shouldn't say minor pain. This pain is minor compared to what it would be if God allowed you to go down that road. And Jordan's right. God will give you beauty for your ashes. So well, just keep trusting in him. And not just that. And look, I'm not here to be judgmental. We all learn from our mistakes. But, you know, just even reading that, we're, you know, we're talking about meeting for the first time and then talking about marriage. It's like, you you have got to spend a lot of personal time with another person before you can start talking about marriage. I don't care how much time you spent FaceTiming or on the phone or anything like that. You got to be around somebody a lot. You know, Kristen and I, how long were we together? We were, we were together over a year, right? Before we got engaged. Uh, yeah, we started. Yeah, about months, a year. I think. About a year. Yeah. And then yep. we set our we set our actual wedding 10 months after that to, you know, just to continue growing and everything. Uh, you know, I have to tell you, I don't think, I, I mean, you can get a certain level in your relationship just on the phone or FaceTiming or whatever, but there's absolutely no substitute for spending time around somebody. So yeah. just even on the surface, even without any sort of uh, uh, divine guidance, 
that's just a bad idea. And I, I say that respectfully. I understand, you know, people meet other people online. Kristen and I met online. Uh, but, y- you know, you can't start having the marriage conversation until you really know somebody. And you don't you can't know somebody who you have not even met yet. And I say that with all respect and, and with all gratitude that God saved this person from, I think, what was really just headed for an absolute disaster. Absolutely. And we met, speaking of the Abraham story, we met in a divine way because even though we met online, we didn't meet on a Christian dating site. I'm not, and I'm not putting down Christian dating sites. You might meet your your person on a Christian dating site. I'm just saying that for me, I was like, I'm just going to give up and go on a Christian dating site. And God held me back from that. And so we met in a different way. So you might meet the person on, on a dating site and it's way, not a bad idea. The way that we met is I had posted a brilliant comment on someone else's page and she just said to herself, a mind comes along once in, in a, a century, if that, and I just have to meet this person and spend the rest of my life with him. That's pretty much what happened. Yes. And then yes, she finally saw my profile picture and she was like, all right, well, maybe he's looks better in real life. I don't know. <laughs> no. Looks aren't everything. No. Hopefully my kids will have my DNA passed on to them and it's okay. I thought you were the most handsome man ever. Oh, okay. Is that how it went? All right. Yes, I did. Okay. And you are. Okay. I was right. Thank you. <laughs> Your turn. <laughs> okay. Family. Uh, God loves the family. Natalie, mother of 11 children. Girl, God bless you. Uh, we need your prayers. I live in Belize. Belize. Sorry, Belize. Where, where is that? Um, Belize. And please pray for us and my husband, too. Yeah. Um, Eleanor uh, asks for peace in her family. Marie says, pray for my nephew. Rosemary says, um, this is an interesting one. Um, pray for my son. He separated from his real family and found another woman. I want to bring my son back to his real family. This is not pleasing to God. Um, I'm sure that weighs on her heart. Sulila says, pray for my whole family, especially my sister in Canada. Marion asks for prayer. Raga says, for my children and I. So in Jesus' name, we pray for all of these people. In Jesus' name, we pray. And I'm just going to add in there Jude, Neville, Melanie, and um, Craven, just because I realized I did this kind of um, out of order here. But um, we just we just thank you, God. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you for all of these people, God. We know you love the family, God. We know that you have um, your calling uh, over the family, God. We know that we are your in your family, God. And I just pray for all these situations. God, like in the situation of Rosemary, Lord, there some in the natural, it's what do we do? But God, we trust in you. We trust in you. Lord, I pray that that young man, um, Rosemary's son, that he would just, that you would just tug at his heart and he would know that, that he would feel convicted, God, in Jesus' name, that you would stop the, this life of sin. And God, we, we pray for Natalie dealing with her 11 children, God. We thank you uh, for, for her family, God. And we, we just pray for Eleanor for the peace, God, the peace to guard their hearts and minds. And all these precious people, God, to find their healing and rest for their family and you. In Jesus' name, amen. So uh, spiritual is the next one since I kind of went out of there. Do you want to do that one and then I'll do the ones that are just coming in now? Sure, that's good. So I'll do the rest of those. Yeah, um, go ahead. Sounds good. 
Spiritual. Uh, okay, let's see if I can get this name. Sindhikarajaria. I think that's it. So ask for strengthening of faith. Sweta asks for peace of mind. Eden says my spiritual life. Pan asks for restoration. Ruth for breakthrough. Um, Kazito says God for God to grant me success uh, visa to, to Canada. Senior says for prayer. Aaron, Nemet, and Marie also ask for prayer. So Jesus' name, we pray for all these people. God, Lord, we know that we you said you've given us the mind of Christ, Lord, and we're supposed to take every thought captive. And you wouldn't say to do that if it was not possible. So God, thank you that we you've given us the ability to take those thoughts captive, the ability to, to surrender our thought life to you and the ability to obtain a peaceful life and peace of mind. And um, he will keep in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. So we believe that you will keep us in peace, God. And I ask for each person to just feel, just I just ask for a garden of spiritual restoration in every one of these lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Great job. All right. Uh, nice to see our friends Haroon, uh, Gwen Sami, P.L. Chand. Riss Rihi, Aaliyah joins us again from Saipan. Nice to see her as always. Yeah. Johnny, uh, Johnny Lamfang. Sure, Ram says, pray for my family in Suriname, which we're happy to do. Hamarati says, please pray for me that the Holy Spirit will fill me. That's a great, pl- a great prayer. And Miguel Angel Ovaras Arias says, uh, pray for someone to guide me, help me, needs financial help and so on and so forth. So, Father God, we thank you for these people. We pray that you meet all of their needs, their financial needs, their spiritual needs, the needs of their health, the needs of their local communities and everything like that. We pray for their families. We pray that you fill them with the Holy Spirit. We pray that you pour out a blessing on them that they will not have room enough to contain. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. Do you want to say another call to salvation, sweetie? Hey, why not? I mean, there's not, there's no rule that you have to have one call to salvation. So if you missed it the first time around, or if you were hesitant to do it, God is like, I'm giving you another chance. How awesome is that? Well, what so, is it, why is it important? What does this do for people? Well, um, the obvious, which it secures your one-way ticket to heaven, as you say, of course, for us to be uh, to live with Jesus forever and ever in heaven. But it's not just for that. It's for the ability to have peace in your life. And, and you just know, if you don't have Jesus, there's no way, there's just no way that you, there's no other way to live in peace. So if you, if you don't know Jesus right now, I can guarantee that your life, that something is missing. You just feel something is missing. You may have be, uh, in the world's eye, very wealthy, very, you may have everything quote unquote going for you, but you still are missing something. You are no doubt living in depression or, and just, just no peace. There's something that you just can't, you may be up at night, not being able to sleep. You may have just, just something that, that you can't break an addiction that you can't break. You need Jesus. He's the only one that's going to help you. So follow after me. And after you do that, you can start to live in relationship with him. We want we want to know if you do that, by the way, because no man is an island or woman is an island. We want we want to be in relationship with you and discipleship so that um, we can walk this journey together and um, so that God can fill fill our hearts with his love. So just follow after me. Dear Jesus, I admit that I have sinned. I ask you to come into my heart. 
Forgive me of my sins. I make you my Lord and Savior, and I will follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. And by the way, also, I think I, I've, I really should be saying this um, every time we do this, just because we don't ever know who's tuning in. If you don't know what I'm talking about, some people have never even heard the name Jesus, if that's foreign to you or you don't know, uh, it's quite possible um, no matter where you are in, um, in the world today, that you may not have heard the name of Jesus or even what I'm talking about. If you need us to explain who this Jesus is and how he died to free you from your sin, um, we, we'd be happy to do that as well. So just just let us know. Good work, baby. You know, I want to close out today doing something a little bit different um, because this week is Thanksgiving in the United States. It's our holiday called Thanksgiving. Really, every day should be uh, Thanksgiving. We should always be thankful and now you just had this great post that you put up today. I'm just going to read it real quick where you wrote, Happy Thanksgiving week. This year has reminded us of how important it is to thank God for the simple joys. Hugging and laughing with family, smiling at a stranger, encouraging a friend, and dancing in the kitchen have no price tag. Even though this year has been challenging in many ways, it has helped us be more cognizant of sending virtual hugs, saying kind words over Zoom and text, dancing just because, and realizing a mask can't hide a real smile. I'm so thankful for the Lord and my family, my mom, dad, sister, nephew, and my handsome fiance, Jordan Rickards, who is beyond what I could ever dream. Well, I'm so thankful for my beautiful fiance, Kristen, who is above and beyond anything I ever hoped or imagined. And uh, I'm very thankful for everything God's done in my life as well. And uh, thank you for being such a great inspiration, Kristen, a great prayer warrior, and just it's such an honor to, to be with you and get to go through this life with you. So thank you for that. Oh, and I am so thankful for you, honey. You are the best spiritual leader and you are so giving and you bless everyone everywhere you go and everywhere you spread God's love. And you certainly, I, I feel God's love so strongly through you. So thank you for being that. True, true, true. You yes. just summarized me very succinctly. Thank you. I did. <laughs> All right, guys, thanks for joining us. I uh, hope you guys had a good time. And we'll see you again on Friday. Have a nice Thanksgiving for those of you in the United States. Uh, in the meantime, we'll see you. I guess we'll do Friday, right? Seven. Why not? We'll do Friday again, seven uh, seven thirty Eastern Standard Time. In the meantime, be blessed and be a blessing. And we're thankful for you. Thank, we're thankful thank you for, for your you. prayers. Yeah. Yes. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you for joining us. Don't forget to follow Jordan and Kristen Ministries on Facebook, YouTube, and iTunes. And remember to tune in next week and every week on Tuesdays at 845 on WMCA The Mission, AM 570 and FM 102.3. Amazing grace.